Hello and welcome to Podcasters on Purpose. This is Debbie Day, your host, and I am so excited and delighted to have my friend Kim Sutton here with you today. Kim is the author of the forthcoming book, Chronic Idea Disorder, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Overcoming Idea Overwhelm. Kim Sutton learned the hard way that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Positive Productivity Podcast launched in October 2016. After Kim recovered from a three-year cycle of chasing everyone else's successes, and severe sleep deprivation. In addition to her podcast, Kim is a marketing automation mentor, a wife, and a mom of five. She has found her passion and purpose empowering broke, broken, and burnt out business owners to set up the systems and support them with what they need to make time for the self-care they deserve. Kim is a dear friend. I'm super excited to have her on the show today. And we are going to be talking today about Pinterest for podcasters, which is a great topic. I know Kim's been doing some amazing things with that. So I'm real excited to have her talk about that on the show today. So welcome to the show, Kim. I am so thrilled to be here. I'm so thrilled to have you here. (laughs) All right. So this topic is one that I think is going to really resonate with the listener today and definitely resonates with me. I'm loving what you're doing, not only with your automation that you're doing for all the people that you work with, but you know, this whole system that you've been using that's really working as well. I'd love to have you talk a lot about that. So let's start off today though. I want to hear about your show and what got you into, you know, doing the podcasting journey to begin with. So I was scared of the microphone for decades. Debbie, I ran for a class office my junior year of high school. My voice was shaking so horribly during my entire speech that people thought I was crying. Oh, So I avoided the microphone for, I would have to say, 20 years. And then I got invited to be on a podcast to talk about Infusionsoft. And I immediately loved it. And I knew I wanted more. And I would have to say that a year later is when Positive Productivity launched in over 600 episodes in now. And every single conversation that I have feels like it was meant for me. Mm, So true. So true. I love what you're doing because I think so many entrepreneurs, especially, you know, business owners, anyone in business really is working for themselves, especially gets really burnt out on all of the systems and things. Have you found that it's been a great way for you to connect in and, and share with that audience as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I would be lying if I said that I haven't been burnt out by my own podcast too, not just my business, not just my kids, but also my podcast. But the podcast brings me back to center and reminds me, hey, there's another way, Kim. Totally. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm going to get burned out if I have too many things I have to, or they hit that point in podcasting where they kind of feel like this is a lot. (laughs) How have you kind of kept yourself moving through that? What are some tips you might have around that? Delegate and outsource. That's the biggest thing. And I was so concerned for the longest time about spending money on a team to handle the podcast for me. Mm -hmm. At the time when it really all came to a head, I was doing a daily show. I'm now doing a twice a week show, but I was doing a daily show. And for three to four months, I did all the editing, the show notes, the transcriptions, the posting, social media shares, everything myself. Wow! And at the end of those three to four months, I looked at my bank account and it was pretty much empty. (laughs) I was like, what happened? It's not like I don't have clients, but then I did the math because I I know what it takes me time-wise to do a solo show versus a guest episode. And I realized, oh my gosh, you are spending 75 hours a month 
doing podcast production instead of doing client work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, with a daily show, that's amazing. You were editing that yourself. Like even a weekly show. I know for me, I edited my own show for, I don't even know if it's 60, 70 episodes, something like that. And I would just kind of plan it in that it would take about twice as long as the recording of whatever I did to edit it and do the show notes and all of that. But it was draining after that period of time. I felt kind of like you. I was like, okay, I can do it. I'm definitely genius at this, but it's not my, you know, I would say I'm excellent at it. It's not my genius. It was one of my gifts to do the interviews, I think, but not so much the editing. (laughs) And I had joy in the interviews and not so much in the editing. So that's when I decided to outsource. And I had the same feeling like, oh my God, can I really, you know, have a team that does this stuff for me? And it's been life-changing for sure. Well, it's so embarrassing now to think about it, but I think every podcast host really needs to go through this on their own. I was afraid of spending $350 a month Mm -hmm. on services that ended up costing me over Mm $7,500 because I was billing $100 an hour at that time. I mean, had I just worked four hours, I could have easily paid for the podcast production, but I didn't see it that way. Yeah, it's so true. If we really value our time at what our rates are, it's a (laughs) no-brainer. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's great to kind of learn how to do it when you're starting out because there have been moments where my editors had an emergency and not been able to do something. And it's been great to be able to fall back on those skills. But for a general rule, I'm just grateful. I've even had them do... So for my VIP weekends where we launch people on the weekends, I have, you know... People come, I have editors that come and do the back end of all of that, which has been a huge gift for me because there's no way I could do that editing over the weekend. It just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't get done. Absolutely. So let's talk about Pinterest for podcasters. I'm so excited about this topic. Okay. So (laughs) tell us about how you started to use Pinterest for podcasting. The honest truth is, I don't even remember. I was just looking at Pinterest and I probably saw somebody else post a podcast on there. But I was noticing that all my blog articles and I love to write Mm -hmm. were gaining great traction on Pinterest. So I started thinking, I mean, chronic idea disorder, these crazy ideas hit me in the shower, (laughs) in the car, you know, wherever. And I was like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I put my podcast episodes up on Pinterest. And I started and it did okay, but that's all I'm going to say is okay. But Debbie, I didn't have SEO set up. I didn't know how to make a pin like Mm -hmm. the right way. For those of you who are listening, pins really should be tall because you want to take up as much real estate as possible on Pinterest. Mm. It's interesting because I've put pins up there, but I haven't really done much at all with it. And when you were telling me about what you had happening with it, I was really like, oh, this is a really important thing to know if you're a podcaster and you want to use Pinterest as a platform. So what are some of the things that you saw start to shift it for you with Pinterest? A lot more traffic every day. I mean, Google's is still the primary driver of traffic to my site, but Pinterest is easily number two. There are days when Pinterest is number one. Wow. So what are some of the things that you're doing that's making a difference if you want to share just a few? I know, you know, we only have so much time, but I'd love if you could share a few of those with us today. Sure. So number one, when you are naming your image for your website or for Pinterest, for your show notes or for your shares that you provide to your guest, make sure that you're naming your image properly. And what I mean by that is let's just say 
that we're naming the image for this show, okay? Let's say that it's Pinterest for podcasters with Kim Sutton. Is that fair? Yes, that's the title. <laughs> oh, I, I was just pulling it out of the air. So you want to take that title and put it, if you're using Canva, name the graphic that. Because right away, you're boosting yourself up in SEO mm. with the title of the graphic alone. I was not doing that for the longest time. All my episodes, and my kids make fun of me for this, it's positive productivity. So I call them PP. Mm-hmm. They're like, mom, really? PP. <laughs> Kindergartner? Yeah. Mine are pop. <laughs> so I was calling them, you know, PP171. Mm-hmm. But PP171 doesn't mean anything to Google. Mm-hmm. But if they see the name of the image, this is not only going to help you on Pinterest when you upload the graphic there, but it's going to help on your site. It's going to help everywhere. That's a great tip. I love that. Can you give us like, you know, two more tips of what would be great to do to help us to start to optimize Pinterest? Sure. Also, use that same name when you're titling your pin. And then in your description, I would imagine that, well, this took a little bit of time for me, but getting my show notes really good, take the description from your show notes and put it in the description of your pin. And then you can now use hashtags in your descriptions on Pinterest. So if we're talking about mindset, put hashtag mindset. If we're talking about stress, I was just doing an episode on those two topics right before we hopped on here. You know, <laughs> just take maybe no more than three to five hashtags around the topic of the podcast itself and put those at the end of the description. So inside of Pinterest only or inside of Libsyn when you copy and paste it over? Inside of Pinterest. And then the third thing is I'm using Tailwind app. Mm -hmm. I use both their tribes and their smart loop features. And I was using Meet Edgar before Twitter changed their terms and conditions that you can't retweet over and over again. But with Smart Loop with Tailwind, you can have them constantly recycle your pins. And they do it in such a way that Pinterest doesn't get angry. So not any more often than once a month. And often it's a lot longer than that. Or They're constantly shuffling and repinning the pins to the boards that I tell them to go to. So they're coming back up in front of my audience again. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. So how do you figure out? I'm, I'm always curious about this. Like for podcasting specifically, is it different than SEO? Like if you wanted to figure out what hashtags to use or maybe what the words are for your image names, how do you go about figuring out the best, most searchable keyword terms to use? That is a great question. And I am not super up on that yet. I know there's SEO tools that you can use and keyword search term tools and What's the, you're a techie too, Debbie. I'm a techie, but that doesn't mean I'm great with hashtags. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you the link so you can put it in the show notes, but there's a hashtag search tool that's free that I absolutely love. And that's what I use on Instagram. And often it's the same strategy, you know, on Instagram as it is on Pinterest. Although I'm sure you have another guest and I can even think of a name who is very awesome with getting his podcast out there on Instagram and getting more publicity that way. But that's not my thing yet. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to be having a conversation with Adam Shively on the show as well. So look out for that episode if you are wanting more on that on Instagram. Yeah. I think there's a tool called Keywords Everywhere or something like that lets you look up keywords 
But it's amazing to me that the results you're getting and you're not even doing a lot of that side of the house of things. Like that just says a lot to these little minor tweaks that you're making and what it's doing in Pinterest, right? Yes, absolutely. And can I just share one more thing? Yes, please. So I use Yoast SEO on my site. I have a WordPress site. Okay. Can you spell that for them? (laughs) Yes. Y-O-A-S-T. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. They have a free version and a paid version. And I, I have upgraded to the paid, but you do not need to. So in your show notes, if you're using Yoast SEO, it'll ask you what your focus key phrase is. And what I've been doing, which has been even helping more, is if I have a guest on, the focus key phrase that I'm using is actually the guest name. Mm. I know it might sound crazy. Like for this episode, you might be tempted to put Pinterest for podcasters. But the reason why I'm using the guest name is because for so many of my guests, their own websites are not optimized. So when people go to Google and search for the guest name, my show notes page comes up higher in Google search rankings than their own website does. Wow. That's such a great tip. So Kim, you're just an amazing wealth of knowledge around all sorts of things tech, which I love about you because I'm a bit of a tech geek myself. So... (laughs) What are some of the like things that you've done with podcasting that have really made a big difference in general? Like, What are some of your favorite tools that you like to use? Maybe we'll also talk a little bit about like what you're finding is like one of the big multipliers for your podcast, things that you're doing in Pinterest, maybe the biggest one, but let's start with tools. Okay. Well, this isn't really a tool to start off. It's hardware. Mm. My ATR2100 has been heaven sent. Mm-hmm. With five kids, and I hope for all your sake that you're not able to hear them, but they're giggling and laughing in the background. (laughs) My four-year-old twins aren't in school yet, so dad is sort of taking care of them today. But this microphone cuts out the majority of the background noise. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah, this one actually, I'm using the 2005, the ATR 2005 which is a different same, it's Audio-Technica also. And I heard this guy, Robbie Richmond on my show. And when I heard him talking, I was like, oh my God, what are you talking on? I was using a Sennheiser, which is a really nice mic, but it's actually a condenser mic, which means that there's two plates that vibrate together. So it picks up a lot of sound in their space. And the ones that we're on are what are called a dynamic mic. And they both have like a cardioid pickup, which means it's kind of like an ice cream cone that goes around. They just pick up what's right around the, the top in front of it. But what was happening is my other microphone, you could hear everything in the background, which made my voice not really as rich. And with this dynamic mic, it's amazing. And I was like, I have to get that mic, whatever that is. And I'm in love with it. So the 2005 model, the 2100 Audio-Technica ATRs, just look for them (laughs) and you'll be so happy. Right, Kim? Oh my gosh. I have literally had cats climb the blinds in my office while I'm recording and it wasn't picked up. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You may hear my cats, so I apologize in advance, but they're adorable. And it's, you know, the life of a podcaster. So <laughs> so that's an awesome piece of hardware. What else would you say has been kind of like game changer tool for your show? I absolutely love Smart Podcast Player by Pat Flynn. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. I haven't used that. What do you think about it? Okay. I absolutely love it because people can listen to the episode right on the site, which I realize that you can do with the Libsyn embed code, but I'm a design nerd along with being a tech nerd. And I just love how it looks. Plus there's a bar at the bottom of my site now where no matter what page somebody's on, they can 
listen to the episode, the most recent episode. Interesting. Fascinating. It's so much cooler than that. I did not do them justice. (laughs) Please, you know, give me another shot to be an affiliate, but (laughs) but it really is a great tool. And especially love how the colors can be customized for me because again, I am a design nerd. Oh, and my favoriteist, I'm making up words now, my favoriteist feature of that tool specifically is that on the bottom bar on my site, I can put a button that takes them to whatever promo I want. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Although I still need to do a little design tweaking there. It's great to be able to put a little promotion inside of the player. Mm-hmm. And so wherever, do you do your like auto publish from Libsyn or to your WordPress? So inside of our media host, the media host I use, do you use Libsyn? I do. Okay. Both Kim and I use Libsyn. When I publish my episodes inside of Libsyn, it creates an auto post for me in WordPress, which I love. So I don't have to do much work and it uses their native player. Do you do that? I don't because I use Divi by Elegant Themes. Me too. You do? Okay. Well, I use different modules for each different section. And because I have the social share section in one place and then the smart podcast player and transcription is in its own module. Like I wasn't sure how that would work. I suppose it would still work just fine. Yeah. It wasn't how I started. And I I tend to be one of those people, and please prove me wrong, that if it's not broke, don't fix it. So <laughs> I never took the time to learn how to do it a different way. Does that make sense? Totally. Well, if you want to chat about it offline, I'm happy to, yeah, I'm happy to show you what I'm doing with that. So if you are listening in and that's something you want to do, you can do that as well. All right. Give us one more tool. You have so many great things. Or let me ask you this, because you do Infusionsoft too. How are you, or are you finding that you're taking your podcast and converting it into email? Is there anything, any system you have in place in the back end for that? Or what are you finding with that piece of podcasting? That has been a struggle of mine because although I build funnels all day, every day for clients, my own funnel hasn't been set up to the point of <laughs> where I wanted to promote it yet. I'm hoping that by the end of this calendar year, I can change that. So I'm not really doing it as much on the podcast as I could be. I have an awesome podcast campaign set up in Infusionsoft, which takes guests straight from the point of scheduling all the way through to the notification of episode releases. Mm. And that has been such a lifesaver because all I have to do is tag them when their show is recorded and then a team member will go in and paste the Dropbox links for wherever their social media share images are. I think though that we can actually get that link straight from Canva now. So we don't even have to put in that extra step, which is amazing, but it's really only two steps and they get all the notifications that they should. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been using Acuity for like scheduling them and then collecting the the bio that you've been through my process because you're on the show their bio, their image, and their show topic. And then I have Google Can responses, right? That are kind of preset that my VA fills in. But that sounds even better. Like that's even more systematized. So interesting. And so do you use anything for calendaring then? Or is that linked into your system? I use Schedule Once, or I think it's now Once Hub, Hmm. Mm -hmm. which integrates with Infusionsoft and is very comparable in price, although to me it offers a lot more capabilities than some of the others. Gotcha. 
and it does a direct integration, which I know a lot of the tools do with Zoom and with Infusionsoft and with yeah. a lot of other tools as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I'm loving this. All right. So tell me about, because we're talking about Pinterest for podcasters. Tell me what do you think are like the top things that, if top five things you should really be looking at in Pinterest. So you've given us a few, but let's just talk about like, if you could pick like the top five things that you definitely want to do with your Pinterest to uh, help it to really boost your podcast, what would you say? Number one, get rid of all the fluffy text in your profile, like in your bio. Tell people what you do and who you serve and how you do it. So I can give you a good and a bad. Mm -hmm, Please, yeah. Bad example. This was on Instagram as of last week because I missed it. I give entrepreneurs or I empower entrepreneurs with systems support and self-care. That's great, but it doesn't say a thing about marketing automation. Mm -hmm. So where are they going to pull marketing automation out of that? I wouldn't. I'm running too fast. Be like, oh, that means she does marketing automation. So now I just say marketing automation mentor. Perfect. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two is branded board covers. You have undoubtedly a brand image. Now take it and make a square images for all your boards on Pinterest. And that leads me into number three, which is what are your boards? Well, think about those topics that you're talking about over and over and over again. So mindset, for me, mindset, um, boundaries, client and customer care, marketing automation. I actually have 134 boards on my Pinterest account. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The reason why you want to get that specific and please leave out the cutesy names is because that's what people are going into Pinterest and searching for, or that's what they're going to Google and they're searching for. They'll make it really specific. So if you are a clean eating expert, yes, you can have a clean eating board, but why don't you also give a board for specific types of meals, you know, soups or I'm not a clean eating expert by far. I'm cleansing right now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you provide a couple examples. Like, yeah. So like smoothies. Yeah. Smoothies. Um, your favorite salad recipes. I don't know. That's kind of cutesy language, but salad recipes like are important. If you wanted to do like, you know, dehydrated vegetables or something like kale crisps or stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of things you could do. A healthy desserts. <laughs> exactly. That's what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. I love to learn. Debbie, I'm sorry if this is not a word that I should be saying on here, but I have learning gasms. They're those points when you learn something really awesome and your mind just blows, right? Yes, I love those too. (laughs) So I was calling my food board because I burn everything that I cook and I am not ashamed to say that. My husband does all the cooking and he loves to cook. Mm, yeah, you're, you and me have a similar household. He's like, if it goes in the oven, get my help. Because <laughs> my mom was what my dad used to call a culinary renunciate, meaning she just all the food <laughs> got burned. So my food board was called Easy Bites for Mompreneurs. Mm. Well, nobody's going into Pinterest to search for Easy Bites for Mompreneurs. Mm-mm, but it sounds good. Yeah, it does. I've been venturing into gluten-free and keto. Mm. So I now have a keto board and I don't yet have a gluten-free board, but those should stay separate because, you know, people may or may not be putting both together, right? 
So let me ask you this, when you're doing the boards, like, are you posting and pinning your own stuff or are you resharing other people's content? Like, cause that's a lot of boards and how do you manage all that? Like that sounds overwhelming to me. That is such a great <laughs> question. Okay. So I'm doing both and Tailwind is my favorite tool for that. Okay. Debbie, let's get you hooked up with an affiliate link. Okay. <laughs> let's do that. that. <laughs> okay. Yes, listeners, you can get a free month or something like that. You can get a really great promo from them. But what I do is I'm a part of Tailwind Tribes. And uh-huh. just think about an Instagram pod, which I know are frowned upon, but I have a point. So for every pin that I put into the tribe, I'm expected to share at least one pin of somebody else's to one of my boards. There's thousands, if not tens of thousands of different tribes. So no matter what your topic is, I guarantee you'll be able to find a tribe that will have content similar to what your message is about. Never be afraid to share other people's stuff because you're providing value to your community, even if it's not your own. So I share my stuff and I share theirs. Oh, I have 30 pins going out a day. What? And are those all your pins? Are they shared pins? Or They're a mix. I would say 50-50. Wow. And you're making them in Canva? Like the pictures are like, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. So let me just take an example of, well, let's take this episode. Okay. Yeah, this episode. We could have a board for Pinterest or Pinterest marketing. We could have a board for podcast. Mm-hmm. Probably different, multiple boards for podcasting, like the different nuances. I'm a mompreneur, right? Entrepreneur, marketing automation. How many other topics have we talked about today? Quite a few. Yeah, quite a few. I mean, we don't need to bring cats in because that's not really relevant. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> but kids, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's already four to five different topics that have been highlighted in this conversation. Right. Or podcasting hardware, you mm-hmm. know, that got discussed. So when I initially post, I will schedule using Tailwind for the episode to go out to whatever boards, not a predominant, that's the wrong word, but relevant to the conversation. So there are some that easily hit on 10 different boards. I mean, that's really easy when I have 130 boards. So I schedule them. I tell Tailwind what boards I want it going to. And then I tell Tailwind to shuffle it up because it will put those 10 pins at the end of my queue, but I don't want 10 of the same pin going out all together. So I hit a little shuffle button and it mixes them all up. And that mixed with sharing the content of my tribe members has my queue right now full for the next six weeks. So you could literally have like, I don't know, one episode and then a bunch of other pens. Is that what you're saying? Or like, would you say like five? How many would you do at a time if you were going to do them together? So I have one graphic and it could go out to eight different boards. Okay. That's how many it was relevant to. But one pin meaning one graphic. One graphic. Okay. Yeah, that sounds way less overwhelming. Okay. <laughs> oh, if, if it's overwhelming, I don't do it. Yeah, I know you don't. You're so good at systematizing everything and, you know, marketing automation mentor. Just saying, guys, listen up. Kim's amazing at this stuff. <laughs> so you're saying it's going to go out to your own boards, eight different boards with the same graphic, and it's going to be mixed up and spun up with the other images on a board, on each board because of Tailwind. Is, am I getting that right? Or is it? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Oh, fascinating. I love it. So anything else around that that you would want to share about that 
process. So you, this episode, we do that, we get the image, we have a bunch of different boards, we put them to the relevant boards and then any other piece to that, or is that pretty much that yeah. process? Okay, okay. I'm going to try not to complicate this. Okay. If it's complicated, I don't do it, but this is going to sound complicated. When I first joined Tailwind Tribes, and that was a year ago, I would put up a new podcast and I would blast it to a whole bunch of tribes at one time. Mm. And to me, that's sort of spamish, and it never felt good, but I wanted to make sure that people in the different tribes saw it. Mm. And I'm in 60 different tribes. This is not like Facebook groups, people. It's not time consuming. You can go through. I usually do it while I'm watching Top Chef on the weekends, you know, scroll, scroll, see if there's something that looks good and keep on going. Wow. So I have a hundred plus of my podcast up on Pinterest right now. This is an evolving process. I'm part of 60 tribes. So each day, one podcast will go on one tribe. So let's just say if you were looking at a spreadsheet, sell A1, that's episode one, goes in tribe one. And then B2, or is that battleship? Episode two goes in tribe two. Does that make sense? So, and I have a team member doing this. So I'm never blasting all episodes to all tribes at the same time. And they just work themselves into the rotation. Interesting. So I'm going to make sure I got this. So you basically have a spreadsheet with different tribes. You have a whole bunch. And can you actually tell, let's just for the listener today, what exactly is a tribe and how do you find them on Pinterest before we go through this process? Because they may not know what that is. Would you mind if I share a link to a blog article that I have? Not at all. That'd be perfect. Yes, because I actually have a list of 10 plus great tribes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So do you want to put that in the show notes or do you know it off the top of your head? I actually don't have it off the top of my head. (laughs) Okay. I didn't think you would. So a tribe is in some other social media tools, it's more of like an engagement pod. So Instagram has engagement pods, LinkedIn might have engagement pods, and really we're just there to support the work of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no, well, there is conversation, but I have to be honest, people don't really participate in the conversation. There's just like a little pop-up chat window, but it's really just people sharing their pins and it's really easy. You get a browser extension and you can say, I want to put this pin into this, into this tribe everybody else will see it and they can decide what board right from the Tailwind app they'd want that pin to be scheduled to. And when they choose to put that pin into one of their boards, it goes to the end of their queue right there in Tailwind. So I was watching Top Chef this weekend. Hey, I can't cook, but that doesn't mean I don't like watching other people cook, okay? I can aspire, right? (laughs) It constantly makes me hungry though. That's such a bad... Let's not talk food today. I'm cleansing. (laughs) So I went through my tribes, just getting them all up to date. And I added probably another 300 pins to my queue. And what that also does, or the biggest benefit of doing that and getting into the tribes is who doesn't like having their stuff shared, Mm -hmm. right? So they look and see, you know, this person just shared my content. Let's go see what they're about. In the last year, my Pinterest followers have gone from 500 to over 2000. And the only thing I've paid for is the Tailwind tool. So you're finding these tribes inside of Tailwind or inside Mm -hmm. of inside of Tailwind. Okay. Gotcha. Because you said Tailwind tribes earlier. All right. That makes sense. Okay. I love that. All right. So I'm going to listen to this episode again, and you might want to also. (laughs) And we will share the link to the top 10 tribes that you recommend in the show notes. 
Awesome. I will get that to you right away. Yes. So we were on number three. So let's go to number four. Okay. So we were talking about getting rid of all the fluffy text, branding your boards, and then we were talking about what your boards should be named. Mm. The next tip I would really have is just posting regularly because people can see when your last pin was put up. It's the same as going to Twitter and seeing that their last tweet was 12 weeks ago. Mm. They'll be a lot more likely to follow you if they see that you have consistent content being pinned. And okay, this is a generalization, but they probably don't care and really look so much at what your latest content was that was pinned. But the fact that you did pin recently is going to help a lot. Gotcha. Side note on Twitter, please update your pinned tweet like once a week because a pinned tweet from three months ago isn't going to help. So that was four is pinning regularly. And then five really would be the Tailwind Tribes. And I'll, and I'll share that article. Awesome. You're going to make me go look at my Twitter. <laughs> oh, me too. While I was saying that, I was like, all right, I should probably update that. Can I go to one other thing, though, besides Pinterest that has really been awesome for me? Yes, please. Many chat. Facebook Messenger bot. Mm, talk us about that. So if you want to see a really awesome messenger bot example, go to Whole Foods. Debbie, I'm so sorry. I keep on bringing it back to food today. It's okay. You know, it must be in my consciousness and I'm attracting it. <laughs> but it is so awesome what they do because you can start a conversation with their messenger bot. And this happens when you go to a brand who is using messenger bot. You go to their page, you click on message, a little box will pop up and it says, get started. And you're engaging with their messenger bot. I've named mine. I forgot her name. Don't ask. I have too many kids and I can't remember their names. <laughs> but my messenger bot has a name or maybe she's unnamed. I don't know. I don't remember right now. Anyway, people know straight off the bat because I just like to be transparent that they're not talking to me. But I ask them, what would you like to do today? And they can choose from different options. And one of the things is, is that they can listen to podcast episodes. And <sighs> How this comes into play is if you go to the Whole Foods one, it will ask you, what do you want to shop for today? And it will give you options of different types of meals. I want breakfast, dinner, dessert, you know, and you choose one, let's say dinner. Okay. Are you vegetarian, vegan? I eat meat. You choose one. Let's say you eat meat. Well, what type of meat do you want to eat tonight? And it gives you three more buttons and it just guides you along the path. And by the end of it, they have a scrolling boxes showing you the pictures of different recipes with buttons underneath where you can click through to their site to get the recipe. You can do that same thing with your podcast. That's amazing. I love that. So just inside of Facebook Messenger, this is where it's happening. Is that right? Well, yes, that's where the person that you're having the conversation would be seeing it, or you can actually put, if you use ManyChat, you can put the ManyChat tool on your site too. What? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Do you know if there's an auto reply for Facebook Messenger personal profile? I've been looking for this and no one seems to know of it. So maybe it doesn't exist. I've never seen it. Okay. I just would like to have, if you're looking for this, go here. If you're looking for this, go here. Because <laughs> otherwise it's like, oh, a lot of messages. Okay. Anyway. All right, Facebook, if you're listening in, you work with Facebook. It's a feature request. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you one more thing before I kind of, you know, wrap up for this. I could talk to you all day long and we probably should. We need to have an update offline. But wondering about 
is there a way to kind of optimize your cross social platform with this type of Pinterest for podcasting and mini chat and all of these other things? Because I know that it can get really overwhelming, especially if you're in multiple spaces to keep up. Do you think it's better to just focus on one platform and do that? Or do you have any tips on maybe how you can leverage some of the stuff you're doing on one platform to share it with other platforms? I would have to say that my email marketing is how I leverage the other platforms the most is because I will point people when they come into my funnel, which I admit, and I've already admitted is still broke. You know, if they're going through my nurture sequence, I'll take them to an Instagram post that I put out, or I'll take them to a blog article, or I'll take them to a podcast episode. So I'm constantly driving them, but that's what I would see is the central connection of all of them. And for publishing, does Tailwind publish to like Instagram and Twitter too, or is it just Pinterest? Like, where does it go? For scheduling, they do Instagram and Pinterest. Okay. Instagram part is a lifesaver because I'm sort of OCD on Instagram. I like my pattern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. Yes. So you can see how it's going to look right there. They are just starting to allow you to also share the same content to Twitter and Facebook from Tailwind. Awesome. But I've been hearing more and more that a lot of these tools, LinkedIn and Facebook especially, if they have a scheduling component built in, that they want you to use it natively. So I would be a little bit mindful. And that's me considering I just bought a new scheduling tool this past weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Be mindful. I know. I know. Okay. So beautiful. Gosh, Kim, you're just such a wealth of information and knowledge and great hacks for making your systems work better. Of course, you are doing market automation mentorship because that's what you do so amazingly well. If the listener today, if you could leave them with kind of one piece of advice on their podcasting journey, what would it be? Find the people who can best support you in your podcasting journey. They don't need to be the most expensive, but stop doing all the stuff that you do not need to be doing yourself. Awesome. Yes, that is sage advice. I love that. And if the listener listening in would like to get more of you and your awesome work and automation mentorship, where would they go? Please head on over to thekimsutton.com. Fantastic. And your podcast, is it linked there? Is there a different link for that? Yep. It's all right there. Perfect. Kim, thank you so much for sharing your amazing gifts, for coming in today and teaching us how we can use Pinterest for podcasting. I so appreciate you. And I look forward to our next catch up offline and online too. (laughs) Me too. Thank you so much. All right. If you're new or returning to the show and have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to receive the latest episodes as they're released. And if you love what you heard today, we'd love a great review too. You'll find all of some of these great resources that we've shared in this episode in the show notes. So hop on over to podcastersonpurpose.com to find that. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Podcasters on Purpose. Hey there, have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? If so, I'd love to support you with giving you a free guide on how you can create your studio and setup for your podcast. If you'd be interested in learning more about the microphone that I use, the headset that I use, the software that I use <laughs> to do these shows, I'd love to share that with you. You can go on over to podcastingonpurpose.com.